0: stories a podcast about how our songs of the faith came to be and how they have encouraged comforted and strengthened believers like you and me hymn stories is a part of the media Gratier podcast network my name is ryan bush thomas Hoyce was born at truro cornwall england of an ancient and honorable family they were thoroughly jacobite When Thomas was 14 years old, he came under the influence of the Reverend Samuel Walker, who was the curate of St. Mary's Church in Truro. Through the faithful preaching of Reverend Walker, young Thomas was drawn to Christ by the free grace of God. After graduating from Christ Church College in 1757, he was appointed as the curate of the Church of St. Mary Magdalene in Oxford. His fervent preaching soon attracted large and admiring audiences, especially from among the university students. Many of these were born again under his ministry. On the other hand, he was reproached and defamed as a Methodist, and he was eventually removed from his position by the Bishop of Oxford, Dr. John Hume. Several years later, in 1763, he became the rector of All Saints Church in Northamptonshire. His ministry there was fruitful and happy. People were attracted to his church from all the surrounding areas. Many profligate men and women were reclaimed by the gospel that he faithfully announced. He retained that position from the year 1763 to the end of his long life in 1820. In 1792, Hoist compiled and published his Carmina Cristo. The subtitle was Hymns to the Savior Designed for the Use and Comfort of Those Who Worship the Lamb That Was Slain. It contained 141 original hymns. Only a few of those continue to be in use. One hymn still used today is titled, Come and Welcome. It's an evangelistic hymn that encourages sin-dead hearts to come to Christ by unfolding the mercies and promises of God before them. The first stanza says, From the cross uplifted high, where the sinner deigns to die. What melodious sounds I hear, bursting on my ravished ear. Love's redeeming work is done, come and welcome, sinner come. While this song is most often sung to the tune Rosefield, the tune that you are here playing now, Indelible Grace recently produced a version of this song with a new tune and modern instrumentation. There's a story told about this hymn by Ralph Wells, who was the director of a school that had a special ministry to tenement children in the mid-19th century. He related this story about Hoyce's hymn. He said, A few days ago, we admitted six tenement children from our school into church membership. When the session came to examine the candidates, one of the elders asked a little girl of 12 years, whose name was Maggie, this question. Maggie what first interested your heart in the Saviour? She answered him. It was one of those large hymns, sir. One of those printed hymns that they use in the school. The hymn was that beautiful one. From the cross uplifted high, where the Saviour deigns to die. What melodious sounds I hear, bursting on my ravished ear. Last redeeming work is done. Come and welcome, sinner come. Oh, sir, it was those kind words. Come and welcome, sinner I said to myself, that means me. There's another hymn by Hoyce in Carmina Cristo I want to share with you. It's called, Dark Was the Night and Cold the Ground. You may have heard that title from the work of blues singer Blind Willie Johnson, who recorded a song in 1927 by the same name. He borrowed the title from Hoyce. Dark Was the Night arrested me because the theme of it is one that I keep coming across and have been greatly helped by. This hymn is about the unfathomable suffering of Christ. We normally think of Jesus as physical agony. We consider the punishment that he bore for sinners like us. His physical travail was jaw-droppingly horrific. I remember watching the movie, The Passion of the Christ, for the first time. I literally crumpled to the floor at one point, overwhelmed by Christ's physical torture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. friends, That's only the beginning of our Lord's suffering. He was not only assaulted in body, but he was also afflicted in soul. It wasn't only physical brutality that he underwent, but he groaned under spiritual violence too. Never has anyone had to bear up under so great a weight of suffering. No one has ever been so anguished as Christ was. William Swan Plummer put it this way. He said, Never was such a sacrifice made as that made on Calvary. His whole person made the offering. None deny that he died on the cross, but prophecy required that his soul should be made an offering for sin and have bitter travail. His soul was exceeding sorrowful, even unto death, even before he was brought into the judgment hall. The reason was, he was treading the winepress of his father's wrath alone. Dark was the night, and cold the ground, on which the Lord was laid. His sweat like drops of blood ran down, in agony he prayed. Father, remove this bitter cup, if such thy sacred will. If not, content to drink it up, thy pleasure I fulfill. Go the garden, sinner see, those precious drops that flow. The heavy load he bore for thee, for thee he lies so low. It pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Isaiah fifty three ten and eleven. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Hymn Stories. May the Lord bless you and keep you as you sing and make melody in your heart to Him.